Hello and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have Chicago comedian Meg and Dirty. Hi, Meg. Hi. Hi, Hi Drew. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on, dude. This is your third podcast today. You might yeah, think. I know. It's like that's how you know you're an unemployed comedian yeah. <laughs> who's done three yeah. podcasts in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's... I can squeeze one in after this. Ex- so. Yeah, exactly. Just, just too um, too busy. <laughs> but I'm really excited to have you on and so honored that you like said yes because I well people obviously don't know but I was really happy that you messaged me and said that you weren't going to tell me you've been in a psych ward because I made a post to like comedians and I was like hey if you've ever been I thought it was the perfect target because a lot of comedians have experienced oh yeah you got your market right there (laughs) yeah in the demographic I was looking for yes but I was really excited that you approached me and said like I listened to it, and now I'm, like, more opened to it yeah. because I listened to your podcast. So that made me feel really good. Oh, you I mean, made it, my life. Like, I was so happy. Because you're one of the great. few people, and, like, not outing, like, other comedians, but you were one of the few people at Man Comedy that I've never gotten, like, a fake or weird vibe from. Oh, my so God. I'm really That's so crazy because I'm so fake. Uh, <laughs> this is all like, not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really excited that, yeah. It's great. And we've yeah. always kind of related and stuff. Yeah. So, um, so the first question I always ask, which gets right into everything, but buckle up, um, okay. is how much time have you done? So, like, in a hospital or therapy or whatever. Oh, in hospital or at therapy. So well, hospital or like intensive therapy, like IOP. Because some people haven't oh, been in gotcha. hospital, but you have, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, I would uh, a week uh, in a okay. in a psych ward, um, a weekend at a hospital, okay. um, and then I've been in therapy on and off for like the past like four. Not like intensive therapy, just like yeah. a weekly right. therapy Sessions, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, for the past like few years. Yeah, cool. And yeah. where did you do? Where did you stay at? Um, it was a hospital in Williamsburg, Virginia, Colonial Williamsburg. Um, that's where I went to college. <laughs> okay. Um, in the CW. Um, so it was like there. I don't remember the name of it yeah. now because it was like in two thousand like fourteen or something. Right. But were you in college? When yeah, you I was in college. Okay. I was a senior okay. in college. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can talk about it. Yeah, like, no, go, yeah, go into whatever. No, I mean, I was like, I've been like, uh, I was going back and forth with depression my whole life, um, or I thought it was depression. I was just like, oh, I just feel like super sad, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was like a personal failure of mine. Um, yeah. I would have these like, uh, I, I was like, it's so weird. Like, I'm like, I'm afraid of needles. So like, I would but, never, I've never like done anything like, like cut myself or like, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like I did. I remember actively thinking like, "Oh, I really I want to die," and I like wish mm-hmm. every time I was like on the street, I would like be like, "Oh, I wish a car would just like hit me." Um, yeah. And then I would like try to even my like humor is like my defense mechanism, so I would even right. like try to make it funny in my head of like, "Oh, but it would be like an ice cream truck, and that would be kind of hilarious, <laughs> but it would yeah. also be effective and sad." Um, right. And so it was really <laughs> fucked up thoughts yeah. like that mm-hmm. um and or there was like a huge like railroad station train station i don't want to say railroad station right yeah. um and i would always you know i would walk by it all every day and i'd be like oh you know maybe one day and it's mm-hmm. so terrible and i knew that was like the wrong way to like you know think and perceive life but i just didn't know what to do and i got on this medication called like effexor um that which i used to take that and it was horrible like because i was i was always the kind of person that like did too much like i was like you know in all these classes i was seeing like 18 credits and then i was also like doing all these like clubs and like helping run them and volunteering and all this shit and i just like kept myself busy so i couldn't be alone with my thoughts and be depressed dude we are the same that's what i that's i still do that to some degree that's what i was gonna say is you seem like i mean you just said this is your third podcast like, that's, <laughs> i mean it's your live walking example of what you just said that's i'm, I'm better how i am that. too that's why like i think 
um, I mean, yeah, that's why I try to keep myself busy, and that's why I'm, I'm changing jobs right now, because what I'm doing right now, I can't, I'm not doing anything. They don't have anything for me to do. It's like a mis big mis miscommunication yeah. thing. I see. I know um, what you mean. But I don't have anything to do, and I was getting panic attacks. Because, and yeah, because you're I was like, so used to like <laughs> free time. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, whoa, yeah. I was so used to like going to work or going to school and then doing diving four hours a day, like in the morning yeah. and at night. So it was just like so much. And then when I was, it was avoiding whatever was in my head. Yeah, so no. I'll just address it later and later never came. Later never comes because I, I like, I can never go to sleep. Like I have to like pass out. You know what I mean? Like yes. I, I can't just like lie in my bed like, wow, today was fun. Like right. that's not what I, like I'm like, I have to be so exhausted <laughs> yeah. and just like lie in bed and like close and then my, I just fall asleep. That is the way that I sleep mm -hmm. or I used to anyway. But yeah. that's, no, that, I'm the same. That's I how know. I function. And that's yeah. how I function in college. But you know, you hit, it's only sustainable for so long because you hit like a breaking point. And you know, I was so busy that I didn't have time to go to like Walgreens and get my medication because I had to like go to a psychiatrist first to get it signed so all of this so yeah. I you know I didn't take my medication and FXR is one of those where if you don't take it like it's like these like pops Brains go off in your brain and I was like doing this like wait uh, can I just interrupt did you go off of that in college yes I did I don't so take it anymore I. yeah off that same medication and I was a wreck dude. yeah dude me too I was I, like you're hella emotional right it's like pms on overdrive i yeah and i had to uh sit out of diving i was getting those brain zaps in my hands in my head yeah i felt like i was being shocked by the u.s government <laughs> like i was like is this mind control <laughs> what's happening coming? yeah <laughs> yeah it's i was so like this bad. is the patriot act like <laughs> really enforced it was yeah. so like i was literally i remember sitting in my car just like sobbing and being like i don't know what's going on like this is so weird i need to go to like a psychiatrist now but it's like right. nine o'clock and i have like work because i was like doing like an internship and i was oh like well, i don't know what to do and uh so then i finally it was it took so many things before i finally went to a psychiatrist um but before that is when i like you know i was in i was in the psych ward like i basically the school considered me a liability um, because uh, I was upfront with them, I, yeah. I I hadn't like I was supposed to write this entire business plan because I was a business major, okay. and I had like kind of done it, but it wasn't good, and I was like so anxious to share it because I knew it could be better, and so I asked for an extension because I was like, hey, I'm like really dealing with a lot of mental health stuff right now. I don't yeah. think I can. So they like had to go to like the school counseling center who had to like verify it, and then they kind of saw that I was a bit of a like I had one of those like discussions with a counselor who was like this overly pretty woman who was like oh okay like who was like very shady and being like very fake nice you know what I mean but I could tell she was like looking for like the keywords to be the like signs. oh is she gonna like kill herself tomorrow and then it's gonna be in the news um it was like that's what she was trying to do yeah so she basically considered me a liability and put me in the psych ward and I wasn't allowed to be on campus um because it's like because if I it's like, like being in a mirror, like I experienced like basically the same. Really? Thing. But keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I was I was basically like I feel like a little better. I was like I don't think I need to be like here. I just like wanted an extension on this paper, <laughs> and they right. were like, "Well, we just don't think it's safe for you to be out here." And mm -hmm. I was talking to other you know you classmates that yeah similar thing had happened to, and they were like, "Oh, it's because if you like die like off campus, they'll they don't have fired. to put it in their records." Right. But if you do it on campus and it's a whole thing. Oh, fuck. That's fucked and up. And I'm like, that's... And But it's so many schools do that. Like, that's... Like, so many students, like... Wait, there's that's... This, oh, college campuses have so much shady shit going on, dude. That's crazy. I thought that it was more like, oh, if you... 
God no, forbid, they, they do it under the guise of, oh, we care about you. And they it's not like they don't care about you, right. but it's like, it's more well, to protect themselves. Because, yeah, legally. Right, because they don't want, if, well, let's say, God forbid, like you did pass away. Like, I thought that it was so that they could protect their job and wouldn't get fired, which it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of similar to what happened to me where, but I wanted to go to the hospital a little bit. I was like, I don't feel safe going home. Like, I know if I go home, mm. I will kill myself. But I was at a college campus where, um, I had to go to a different therapist, and it was the same like lady who actually told. I actually left one of the sessions because I couldn't stand her and how fake oh. she was. Because oh. she was that that type hey. of like. That sounds fine. really hard, Drew. Uh, and I'm like, I'm just giving you the backstory. I'm not even telling you what's going on right now. You were like, I woke up today, and she's like, that sounds like really hard. <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're like, you're let here. me get into it, bitch. <laughs> like, there's a lot more. Yeah, you don't exactly. know. yeah, yeah. It was no. just too fake, and I couldn't handle it. And I was like no disrespect to you i can't handle this right now because i don't feel like you're You're really listening to me right or like you're just like can we be real take this therapist hat off and let's like get to it i don't want to stop feeling bad that my brother is heroin or that my parents are yeah whatever i'm going through that's like past shit i'm just telling you to tell you how i got here today i need to know how to deal with diving or whatever i was going through and Mm -hmm. schoolwork and whatever and I think they focus so much on your trauma so they could be like, well, this is a result of that. And it's like, but it really But just help me be. now. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of times therapists, it, yes, it is nice, but I think it comes off as condescending. And then one of the issues, too, about having mental health issues is that I was talking to somebody about this recently where if you bite your nails or if you're, you know, <laughs> yeah. twirl, I twirl my hair so much. Me too, I, I shake my leg. I have all of the, yeah. The ticks, yeah. And I do that a lot. And it's signs of overactive mind, signs of overstimulation. And your yeah. brain, you're not comfortable just sitting and breathing. And that's why I can't meditate or I have struggles meditating. And <sighs> I think yes. part of the reason why mental health people, we have such a struggle with like being almost too intuitive to things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it hurts so much when somebody is so fake because we're like, no, don't act like you're better than me. I'm the one that's struggling with this because my brain is almost like, not to be kind of saying, but like too smart, you know, where it's no, like, I, know I read too mean. much into things. I yes. think too much into things. I don't see I things. I analyze that. every single thing. I don't take anything at face value. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I'm like good at picking up on people's like energies. Like I can, I can feel, I can sense the vibe and I'm very much the same way too. Like I'm, I like, like to get right into it. Like I, and I, and I, I feel like the majority of the people that I like now surround myself with, they're just like very like, real people that yep. will be honest with me and we can also have fun and also be real at the same time. Right. But I think there, you know, there's a lot of people that I meet all the time who have this like sense of like putting on a show for you or they're like, mm-hmm. or they're just like corporate. You know what I mean? It's like their corporate work self and I just cannot, I'm just, I'm just, I've never been <laughs> yeah. a person that has been able to lie or like bullshit. And if I do, I'm not good at it. Like, there's a but sense of, like, oh, you could tell. Right, but that's every person that has been on this podcast, especially the people who are going to be on this podcast, yeah. have that same quality. Like, Marin, all these people that I was friend, like, she she went, the one on the last episode, or two episodes ago, she was on my podcast, and she went to high school with me, and is so honest that she's like, I can't, she doesn't, she can't handle that fake world well. Yeah. So it's really difficult when, you know, we're at work and people are like, sales! <laughs> Sometimes and you're like, uh, you. <laughs> no, and that's, and yeah, that was what was so hard about being in advertising and why, like, part of also why I quit that 
world to mm-hmm. is because you know it is about sugarcoating it is about yeah. and, and i and i tried to be in politics like i turned on capitol hill and that wasn't for me either because it's like it's it's just it's very fake it's very like let's put on a yeah. show and like we're helping people but it's not you're not actually doing anything it's the same thing with advertising in these big corporations where it's just like hey we're gonna do a breast cancer themed shirt and it's like okay uh how is <laughs> that actually for, like though? like literally the amazon's on on fire like climate change is gonna kill all of us donald trump is our president like what are you doing like why are we like sitting around being like let's be respectable of both sides it's like this side wants to kill people right what are we doing like i just cannot like i know with the niceties anymore like it's like everyone's just like oh but we should all love each other but being nice is killing people i know what you're saying it's like it, there's certain, it's not real. Right. There's a difference between being, I tell, like being positive and being realistic. Oh, like, absolutely. I'm, I can be both at certain yes, times when me I'm, too. you know. So, but I, yeah, it, <laughs> it's really, and I think too why also comedy is so perfect is yes, there's that fakeness element to it. But yeah, when you totally. go up on stage, that's all you and that's a relief of how you feel. It feels, that. it's like breathing. Yeah, After exactly. a long day of holding in your breath. Exactly. And doing a <laughs> set and like, oh yeah. yeah. And it's not, oh, even if the set isn't bad, it's like, oh, at least I... I mean, I just like I grew up, I grew up in an Indian culture where like you know like, and as as a woman as person of color or whatever all of these things I just feel like I've always been talked over or like kind of dismissed you know I'm I'm also literally short like people literally don't see me <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even blame this them like, yeah like, they, people just run into me in the street all the time and they're like oh sorry didn't see you there I'm like yeah, yep okay. um yeah. but it's uh no and it's just like I grew up with a lot of like brothers and like uncles who, and if I didn't and, and I, sometimes I talk so fast mm-hmm. because it's like if I didn't like talk fast I couldn't like finish what I was oh, saying wow. and it's like not it's not like they were like oh we're gonna be a misogynist they were that's just how men are you right know? it's not like they're actively thinking it's just the way the system's set up so yeah they, be that they, way. they just right. they just talk louder mm-hmm. and over you and it's like uh, it's like something they have to like recognize before they can stop it right but it, so yeah if just you know it's like it's like 15 men in my family mm-hmm. and I'm like so uh and I have to like say it fast or else they'd be like finish finish right <laughs> I have like, to say something yeah so do you feel like that's what well, I always ask people this who you know come on and either are Jewish or black or whatever do you think how is that obviously like has, has that affected your mental in health mental or? health oh well because for, well first of all Indian people like don't understand like what mental health is there's like this huge stigma of Oh, it's not real. It's just made up. Um, it's not like a real is problem. Is there a reason why they think it's made up, though? I don't know what the reason. I think I don't know. That's a really good question. I know, like my parents didn't understand it for the longest time, and I think it's the same reason a lot of people don't understand mental health. It's like because yeah. it's not like something that you see. It's like if my leg is broken, you're like, oh, okay, something happened to your leg, and now it's broken. Whereas like with your mind or with anxiety, it's just like, oh, you just have a lot of feelings, or you just are just sad. Like everyone's sad. Like you'll you'll feel better. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like because mm-hmm. they, they can't see it, they don't know how to fix it, and. And it's like all these stigmas of, oh, that crazy person is, you know, so like that's what happened like with, um, I remember in college, like, you know, my brother has bioschizoaffective disorder um, and he's like so much better now, thank God. But, um, you know, he was like really struggling and I, you know, was dealing with bipolar, which is what my eventual psychiatrist was like, oh yeah, this is why you're not feeling better. You're not depressed. You are bipolar. Are you (laughs) bipolar one or two? Two. 
Okay. Are you? So, like, no. No, I got misdiagnosed with two, but. Yeah, no, I bipolar yeah. two. And, and, like, when she gave me that medication, I was like, oh, that feels so much better. Wow. Because, like, I you're giving me okay. medication, treating me like I'm depressed, but that's actually upping me. And mm. I was, like, manic. So I was like, what's going on? Um, So, yeah, so my brother bias gets so effective and, you know, my parents didn't know how to deal with it. And it was like, took a lot of conversations for me to be like, you guys have to send him to a psychiatrist. You have to send him to therapist. He has to be on medication. Like I really had to like fight to make that happen. And they were so scared. They were so confused. They didn't know like what to do. So I felt like I had to like really be there for him and Mm -hmm. my parents that they couldn't handle another person also having mental health so I just like was like oh okay I just to like not deal with my problems so I can help this out but then that just like made it worse because I just ignored it yeah um for the longest time until yeah and that's how I can relate to that too because my brother had issues with drug and he also has Asperger's so it's like a whole thing and then my parents were you know a lot of the Attention was focused on him, which it should have been. Yeah, but totally. But then I also was like, oh, no, I'm okay. Yeah, just like, you can't add more burden to them. Right. Yeah. They're like, we don't care about your OCD and counting to three. Like, right. he's shoving a needle in his face. You know, right. like, it's, it's so... It seems it's, like, yeah, like, there's so, a fire here, so... Exactly, yeah, so you're going to gonna have out. to, like, wait a minute. Yeah. And so I think, you know, and my parents love me and care about me, but it's right. just, I think, for him, it was just, he's a lot to handle, and that's kind of what it sounds like for you. And I think... Um, it comes to a point where, like you said, you almost have to be the parent. And you're like, no, this is what you need to do for your yeah. son. Mm-hmm. I'm his sister. And I almost think you almost knew probably what to do because you've also been through it. Yeah. And it kind of takes one to know one. So totally able to help him with that. Well, so. it's a lot of, like, encouragement to him of, like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, this is right. just, you're, that's it's a chemical imbalance. It's not like mm-hmm. you are a bad person. And, and, it's, and it's also hard because with mental health, like, every single like even if you had bipolar two or I like even we both have anxiety like it's not the same in both of us it's yeah, so different yeah, for each person so it's like I was trying to help him but you know it's like you know with mental health like I did the same thing you push them away you don't want help mm-hmm. you just like want to give up on yourself and right all, so it's like I had to do that for him and then also at the same time be like yo mom and dad like this is like we need to fix this like you can't right. just ignore this and hope he gets better and for them, you know, they're, like, immigrant parents. They're, like, well, like, they used to walk to school without, like, shoes for an hour. So they're, like, what? We, like, gave you everything? Like, you have video games and food and, like, education and yeah. cars. Like, how are you depressed? Like, they don't, they didn't understand that depression is not, like, based on the stuff you have. It's, like, material a mental thing. Right. So it was just a lot of, and I didn't know. <laughs> so it's right. not, I wasn't, like, an expert. I was just, like, all right, let me just learn this shit. But isn't that scary that... <laughs> Um, mental health has to get to a physical point yeah people, before they take you seriously. before they believe it because like you were saying like and it comes up again too on this podcast that people have to get it to a physical part before they believe it but then when I was thinking about this like until my stomach issues were so bad that I was like I'm shitting blood like this Holy is getting shit, bad dude. yeah like I'm really stressed and I know what it's from like I know my stomach yeah. issues are part of stress but like this is I know why but then people are like oh shit you have anxiety now. And yeah. it's like, I've had it the whole time before. Yeah, blood. I told you. Yeah, exactly. And then also, too, people only believe it's like an illness when they're like, oh, it's a chemical imbalance. And right. then they only believe it when you're you're saying it's physical and True. it's a brain thing. But if but if you're like, I'm sad and you don't say I have a disorder, it's like, no, eh, get over it. But yeah, you're get like, I'm clinically diagnosed. Doggy dot like, world. Exactly, exactly. You got to be tough. But then when they say 
Yeah, but then when they... It's, yeah. The reality of it is a lot different than, like, what you... Like, it's, like... It's like one thing people are like, I'm there for you, but like it's hard to be there for someone every single day and every mm-hmm. single time. Um, yeah, right. I, you know, like I go through, de- I still go through, like I'm on medication now, so it's like I'm a lot better, but mm-hmm. still go through depressive episodes. Um, and, you know, like I know my patterns, I know what I do, okay. like I know I just kind of like, now I, now I don't have like, I don't get suicidal thoughts anymore. That's great. Which is a that's, huge improvement. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And like now I know. You know, it's like now I know when I'm really sad and when I'm depressed. Like I know the, the difference, right. and all of it's like it just takes time to learn how you become depressed. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like whenever I start like just like shutting myself off from people and like kind of just going into my room every day and just like binge watching TV and like not eating, I'm like, oh, okay, something's going on, something's up, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of wait it out. Uh, you know, people are like, you know, the seasonal affective disorder is a thing. Yeah. Like, I guess. I have that in the sense that I have depression every season. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> doesn't matter what season. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like jealous of seasonal affective. I'm like, yeah. oh, you guys only get one season. Like, yeah, that sounds nice. Actually, I would love. Yeah, that. me every season. Yeah, yeah every month. Yeah, yeah, every fuck every quarter. Uh, I got a yeah, depression episode. <laughs> That's cool. You only get it during. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jealous. Um, yeah. <laughs> one day. Only during winter. Yeah, of course you're depressed. There's yeah, who isn't depressed during yeah. winter? It's dark and cold. People who say winter is their favorite season, I'm like so annoyed. I'm like, well, it's it's the people who, yeah, it's the people who are smiling all the time. Or people like, in like California. I'm like, you guys don't really have winter though. No, their winter is like shorts and a sweatshirt. No, it's, it's not. I lived in California. It's not. It's yeah, not in it's LA, right? In San Francisco, okay. which is actually oh cold. right. That's in LA, there's like not even a semblance. Like there's no winter. Like <laughs> it's, it's like sixty degrees, seventy degrees. I'm like Dude. this is like the other summer day, in Chicago. Yeah, the other day I went to. Um, I wore my coat on the way to work. It was 70 degrees. I know. And then I took it off because I was like, oh, I don't need a coat. And uh, on my way back from work, somebody was like, it's so fucking cold out. And I was like, oh, he's being a pussy. And it was, I looked at the weather, and it from 9 to 5, it changed from 70 to 45 degrees. And I was like, what Chicago. is Chicago. Yeah, it, like, it's climate change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the earth is depressed. Mother yeah. The earth is depressed. Um, cool. We are back from break. Never say we're taking a break. That's just going to be how it is for the rest of the podcast. Back from break. We yeah. just had a great – we just – you know, we, we had some dinner. I know. Yeah. We just stayed right here. <laughs> Talked about schizophrenia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, okay, so, this, you know, I wanted to just bring up some topics. One person submitted one, and we'll talk about that for a second, and then I want to go into we're going to talk about panic attacks, which I think would be great mm-hmm. uh, to discuss. So first question, it was just what's the most damaging stereotype about schizophrenia, which I know you said your brother has. So for those of people who don't know, because I'm sure we didn't explain what the difference is between having schizophrenia and then bio-schizoaffective disorder is, can do you want like yeah? Um, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not like an expert, so I'm sure part of right. this is like wrong. But uh, bio-schizoaffective is like you have symptoms of sch- schizophrenia, but it's not like you don't ha- you don't fully have schizophrenia. So right. he had, you know, symptoms like you know hearing voices in his head and like having delusions, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't as you know, horrible as and debilitating as schizophrenia can right. be, uh, and there's also different types. And it's it's kind of just a criteria thing. Yeah, because it's like you don't fit exact. Because I majored in psychology, which I never really bring up, but like that was my <laughs> really? degree in psychology. So basically, like the differences between a lot of the things is just fitting things in a textbook, and you know, some of the things is you meet four out of five of this, and if you meet three out of five, you don't have it. Doesn't mean you're not affected, oh, but it means you really just don't have it by textbook, and you're not diagnosed with it. So you. So that's why a lot of people get misdiagnosed just because they might think at the time the therapist is like, well, it could meet this, so you yeah. have this. And it's like, well, it took only one doctor. And it's to so subjective. Yeah. 
so subjective. It's like, oh, does this person seem like they're having delusions? Like, maybe they're just not sharing it with you, or you right. know what I mean? So, well, yeah. that's like half of, like, surveys that say X, Y, Z, and you're like, well, who's really going to report how yeah. you're feeling about this, you know? So... So I think for me, what my take on the most damaging stereotype would be that they're crazy because yeah. even if you're in the hospital, what, even when I was talking to Carly, I was like, look, I got help because I saw people who were schizophrenic and I thought at least I'm not that, which yes, it's a little bit damaging to think that, but at the same time in my mind, I was like, at least, and, and then I, and then I think, wow, that's so damaging to even think like, yeah. but that is me internalizing a stereotype mm-hmm. that they're quote unquote crazy. And I heard that. Recently, they're trying to like out ban or they're trying to ban the word crazy, kind of how they banned like the R oh, word and stuff like really? that. Which would be interesting in, in terms of, I wow, think they should so ban. So many it guys and- are not going to be able to call their ex girlfriends crazy. Yeah. What are they going to say? <laughs> she was normal I and yeah, I was exactly. the problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she had a chemical imbalance. Um, yeah, which yeah. is okay. But I think also um, it's interesting to look at, you know, how I internalize things and then apply that while I was in the psych ward, quote unquote, which is also a word that like, I don't even think should be, but I use yeah. it because most people are like, oh, psych ward. Like, you know, it's associated with mental worldly. health facility. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I say mental health facility and people are like, what? And I'm like, I'll just say psych ward and have them know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So Quicker. I think the most damaging thing is that they're crazy and it's like, even what I thought, and I'll admit it, I was like, at least I'm not that and at least I'm not Yeah, no, I thought that too. Exactly. And I think... Um, it could even happen to me. I mean, sometimes it affects people when they turn 25. Not going to what it doesn't happen to me or you, but it's just, it's a genetic thing. I mean, it's also in my blood. My mom's, uh, aunt had it. Yeah. My grandpa, same. Yeah. And I mean, even your brother has symptoms of it. It's just, there's certain people that it's, it affects families. And I think the damaging thing is that, um, it's an easy way to put off somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. An easy way to be like, oh, they're just crazy. Yeah, and I and like, that's and that's what bothers me yeah. about it, man. Like the, about that stereotype of like, oh, it, with any mental health of calling someone crazy or yeah. especially with schizophrenia, calling someone crazy, and it's like they're not crazy. It's like they're just they're untreated. You know, yeah. it's like it's like if you leave someone starving, they're gonna be hungry. Right. But that's like a temporary state. If you give them food, then they're no longer hungry. So it's not like who they are. It's like yeah. a temporary thing that is that is them and it's like and it's like yeah like maybe they're acting like you know crazy because they're untreated and it's like maybe we should treat them and then they and then they no longer will be crazy and that's how i think of it like it's like it's like like to me you know he was he was really struggling in it and it's so hard for me to think about because it's like it's one thing when i suffer and i'm like whatever i'll take it but it's like to watch like your younger brother go through it and it's like yeah and it's like i love him so much and it's like and and we just handled it so differently. Like, I never let it affect my like grades because that it, it was so weird. Of all the things, um, it that was like the one thing that I was like, okay, I can do classes. I'm having trouble talking to people, mm-hmm. um, or sleeping or eating. But right. I could, if I just focus on on all of this, I took like like I think I took like six AP classes Jeez. and just like studied and read all the time. Yeah. And I was and I like, crushed all of the exams. It's a distraction. I was like, okay, this I'm it. It gave me like a reason to like live because I was like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm getting good grades. I'm doing this and I'm getting good grades. Okay, so I am not totally a waste of space. Um, and and it's it's so weird. It's like the one thing yeah. 
that like honestly kept me hanging on because I was like I'm putting something in I'm getting something out because I didn't necessarily feel that way with like people or with you know my life um but he dealt with it completely differently like he he like cut off his friends he like stopped going to class he's like stopped you know you know talking to my parents and it's like uh, and it's like you know people called him crazy and he even thought he was crazy he's like oh I'm just crazy like I'm not worth it and I'm like that's not true and that's also a good way to to um not deal with your feelings yeah oh i'm crazy but yeah but then once you get in touch with yourself you're like oh i have to deal with this or whatever and that was the same way with me with school i attempted suicide and i still had like three seven gpa yeah same i I was like crushing it (laughs) on paper yeah oh on paper i was i was a gpa booster for my diving team i was going to practice four hours a day or whatever and then they gave me a like four months off like for depression or whatever to like which was really nice of them to not compete but i still like went to practice watched practice and and then sometimes i didn't but i was still working on my schoolwork knowing like i'm working on my schoolwork to go back to diving but i was still feeling horrible and it's just well it's like it's like it's like it from the outside everything always seems fine yeah you know it was the same with me like honestly a lot of people didn't know and still are like wow i can't even imagine you'd be depressed because even when i you know even in chicago when i'm depressed people don't know i'm like just talkative and nice and smiling are you a high functioning yeah that's how i'm too yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a you know yeah that's how i'm too i'm like i I, I just want to make sure i don't i'm so afraid of being a burden on someone Mm -hmm. um and i will absolutely not be (laughs) but that's like my biggest concern Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh i'm just waiting to go to my room so i can cry do you say it like i'm fine a lot yeah yeah, that was. My I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'll even say it to myself, I'm fine. I'm fine, and it's like, I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. I was saying it. I actually, I wanted to talk about this. Like, yeah, I was saying I'm fine for like the past like, I think six months. Like, I was mm-hmm. just kind of you know trying to do everything. Like, just yeah. between comedy and between like work, and both of which are so draining. I was like not sleeping. I was eating like maybe once a day. I was not exercising. I had like three to four hours of sleep a day. And I did that for like probably, you know, like April through, you know, August. Um, And that's a long time. And it's like, it worked right. But then like the seal broke. Um, I was like going through a breakup and there was some stuff going on with my family. uh, And then stuff, you know, I got in this like thing with my friend and I was just so stressed all the time that I was becoming this like monster of a person. Mm. Like I was just so like, I don't have a minute to, I don't have a minute to waste. So if anything was late or not off, I was just ain't full blown anxiety, full blown anxiety. Oh, like this can't be this, this can't be that. I was just mean to everyone. I was just, this worst version of myself and it I had a breaking point I was in LA at this conference and I was in my hotel room and I like woke up to this text from ex-boyfriend from a friend from my mom and it was just like all coming at me at once and I had like the worst panic attack of my like entire life like I've had panic attacks before I usually just like sit through them and just like wait for it to pass right but this was like my like Apple Watch was going off because it thought I thought I actually thought it was a heart attack. Like I j- went to the ER because I was like, oh, this is a heart attack. Um, and it wasn't a heart attack, thankfully. Um, but it, yeah, no, it was real bad. And I went to a doctor. I went home to D.C. for a week and talked to a doctor. And he was like, yo, you're going to get a heart attack at 26. If you keep living like this, you need to like meditate. You need to like chill out. And I was like, oh, I've always made fun of meditating. That's 
bullshit um turns out it's not bullshit actually um turns out it's just breathing and learning to chill (laughs) doing what you're supposed to do yeah Yeah, which i've kind of been implementing for the past like month how has that been for you i'm it sounds so like turnaround story but no, I'm I, the happiest that I've been in a long time oh, I, really I quit my job That's and great. you know I had such incredible co-workers and like yeah. great pay and it so it really wasn't it but I was like I'm just not like happy yeah and I just I, I quit my job and I was like and, and and just like now I have like free time and I used to be so afraid of free time but now I like in, enjoy it I like mm-hmm. you know I still make my own like s- schedule because I'm crazy but like I you know I like wake up at this time and I like meditate and then I worked out and then I read and then I like make breakfast and then I answer emails and, and I do my own like thing but it's like I'm so less stressed like there's That's I'll just great. lie on my bed for an hour and not do anything and be totally <laughs> happy so I'll nice. just listen to music that and not amazing. do anything and I'm like it's like so weird I'm like I feel like I'm listening to music for the first like certain albums where I'm like wow can really hear i can hear it yeah exactly i'm You're just like it's listening happy. versus hearing things and, yeah and i know i i 100 percent get that and it's being that busy i've had the so many times panic attacks when i'm like like you said in the beginning i mean i can't fall asleep ever every time i'm like when even my boyfriend say like good night i just start going <gasps> Yeah, what do, and I, then, what do I do now? And <laughs> then I just, because it's like silent and I'm not good. And I think that's, I'm working on listening and like not interrupting people in terms of conversation. I think I get so diary of the mouth a lot because mm-hmm. if there's silence, that means it's awkward. And if it's awkward, yeah. that means they don't like me. And then it's like this whole thing. And then thing you build this whole thing in your head. That like, that I'm bad or worthless or whatever. And then it's just like, it's not a good cycle. So I think it's important to that's why it's important to meditate to learn how to like yes deal with that feeling of nothing silence is important the lull life is about the lulls dude it's like it's like the people that you're closest to like you could be silent with them and it's fine right and it's like the same thing with your like like the lulls are like where you have time to breathe and formulate your thoughts and just chill for a second and i just i literally sound like a hippie and like literally two months ago i would have been like who what i would never be that. yeah 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 but i it just it it literally it feels like a shit like that panic attack was like a blessing in disguise right but it doesn't sound like hippie coming from somebody who's been through the other side it always sounds like bad when it's like the therapist who's like yeah it sounds really hard and you're like but you haven't been through anything yeah you haven't shared anything with me to make you right like, why are you the way you are but the fact that you're you know i went through this and now i'm this is because you've made that whole entire transition so yeah you sound like you're it's, being whatever right you know that i just i wouldn't it's thing. just not something that i would never like have thought would actually happen i just thought the rest of my life would be like this i would always just be stressed doing all these jobs and never mm-hmm. feeling like i was caught up to anything or anyone and now i'm just I'm just I don't know I just I literally I just I just decided that day in the hospital I was like I just want to be happy more than anything else like comedy is a long road I don't want there's no overnight success the definition of making it is so different so subjective and it's like I'm not in a rush like whatever whether I am you know it's like I'll just keep doing it for mm-hmm. as long as I can and just and you're be happy where about you it. Are, like you're and amazing. I'm grateful yeah. for where I am. And yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm like living with two great people now and I'm, I'm just like happy like to wake up every Dude, day and actually ama- go to sleep. Carly and Molly. Yeah. yeah, they're the best. They're like super positive. And it's like now, now I like know what I need to like, mm. everything you do is like feeding 
you're feeding yourself, right? So it's like, I'm going to therapy and I'm taking medication, which, you know, is like the medical aspect of it, but also like surrounding myself with, you know, people who are positive and people who are also like doing shit, right? Like artists and comics are like standing up for what they believe in and like talking and like also just fucking around and having fun. And yeah. I, I love that. And it's like, yeah. I'm doing that, so that's, like, also how you're feeding yourself. And then mm-hmm. also just, like, the things you read and the things you write and the way you talk to yourself, like, all of that. And it's it's not like I figured any of it out. I'm just I'm actively trying. I'm, I'm still filled with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think this this guy, I, like, like texted me, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't respond. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I, like, went into my, like, old patterns. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, uh you know it's fine <laughs> and just right like, right now. everything's gonna be fine and exactly that's and that's the thing is is to where recently i've noticed this myself where i'm like what can i actually do to not even just challenge my thoughts but like address the root of the problem of anxiety of overstimulation and feeling like everything's a rush mm-hmm. everything is just like i'll <laughs> I, I texted my dad this is so i texted my dad because i saw it said the fourth right october 4th and I was like, oh, my God, happy birthday. I talked to you for an hour today, and I didn't even say happy birthday. He's like, Drew, like, my birthday was a month ago. And I was like, oh, my. Like, and I did wish him happy birthday a month ago. Oh, but like, you just I just freaked out. I just thought, do you know what I mean? Like, my brain yeah. is just so. Went into high overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah. And yeah. so recently, even when, when I get home, I'm like, I had to put my keys away in the right compartment, and this in the right compartment. And then recently, I'm like, every time I do exposure therapy with myself now, because I went through a program, mm-hmm. and I. When I get home and I'm like, my keys are on the table and they're not in my backpack. I'm like, I'm not going to forget my keys. Just, I, I like let them sit there and I'm like, just take a deep breath. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. I don't have to like force myself to rush because I think a lot of times too when I talk to my grandpa, because my grandpa's like kind of where I got my humor from. And he's like, you need to stop taking life so seriously. Because he's like, <laughs> 80, he's like, and my grandpa's really successful. So I really look up to him. Like he's yeah. 83 and has his own dental practice and still runs it oh my god no he's incredible it's kind of like age is nothing but a number thing yeah he looks like he's 70 and so (laughs) it's great but he coming somebody coming from somebody that's um you know a huge role model to me and he's like you just need to stop caring and like not take life so seriously because he's old so it's like when somebody yeah he's probably right and i mean he is right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know because i tell him all these this stuff and i tell him all the stuff that i've been through and he's like look like from what yeah he's like you need to take a deep breath and realize that like none of this matters and he's totally right yeah and it's like one of those things that you like have to kind of realize for yourself though because it's like people have told me that my whole life people have told me to meditate or relax or chill out or you know not take life seriously and i'm like oh you're wrong like i'll and i just didn't listen to them mm-hmm. and you know it, I, I think you have to be ready to receive oh, that information yeah. and I, I don't think i was ready until like this year right to really understand that like it's like we put so much time into caring about all these things and let these things have energy over us I know. and then i think about what's actually important it's like you know like when you know someone you love is sick or something happens and you're like oh none of this matters i know like, it's like i'm, I'm I so worried about this one set or this or this person responding to my text or this getting booked here or like this friend it's like no it's it'll everything will work itself out like mm-hmm. i'm on this new mantra now again it sounds so new age but i repeat it to myself now of like surrender to universe as in there's things that you can control which is you know my outlook my work ethic you know my how much i write you know all of that yeah. that i will you know full-blown care about but the mm-hmm. stuff that i can't control how other people see me or feel about me yeah. or you know the stuff 
in my like brain I can't control like all of that like can't I can't let it get to me and or try to control it I do this thing where I try to control everything so then my anxiety will go away but my anxiety just increases right when because you don't care go too my much. way yeah and because I care too much and it's like it doesn't fucking matter it's like it's like all these things you're like oh if I do this then maybe this person will like me or if I yep. do this maybe the set will go well it's like no like actually the only answer is like you just fucking be yourself exactly and if the people who like you will like you and the right. things that will are supposed to happen will happen yeah it's like you can only control your bullshit not other people exactly and it's, it's yeah. like yeah duh but it it just took me the longest time no and it does and it, it's great that you you know are even there now because i mean i'm saying this before too i've talked to 50 year olds who are like this took me 30 years longer than it did for you to figure out and yeah there's certain things that happen where like recently i submitted a clip to a show and they were like, hey, can you send a second clip? And I never have gotten that before. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I don't get the How show. How long was the clip? It was like five minutes. Okay, maybe they wanted to see a longer set. I know. Yeah. But then I, but then in my head, I was like, well, they hate me. And they, they don't yeah. think I'm funny. And then I'm like, wait, what's the worst that's going to happen? They don't think I'm funny. And I don't get booked on one show in yeah, the whole city. Whatever. That doesn't matter. And if I do, yes, I would love to do it. And that's great. But like, what, you know, it's like, it, and then I realized like, when things happen, like you said, like when somebody gets sick, you're like, is that the thing I'm going to be thinking about? No. Exactly. It's not. And also, like, it's like, fuck that shit. It's like, it's like it doesn't matter. Like, I spent so much time worrying about, oh, why did this person get this hosting it? Why did I? Like, and all of these things. And it's like, it's like, also part of it is just like, like I need to learn to be happy for other people's success successes. Yeah. And then also just like realize that like the only thing I can do is I can improve, right? If I become right. so undeniably this, mm -hmm. then that person will have no choice but to book me. Exactly. And it's like, and then like, yes, there's a lot of other factors involved, right. you know, that stuff that I can't control. Like, like I can control that some bookers are misogynistic or racist or not into humor about politics. Like that's whatever. It's like. It's like it's like I think we're in an era now where it's like you can find your own audience, you can find your own group, and you can find your own like voice and you know figure it out. And For it's sure. like you don't have to try to like mold yourself into something that other people want. Like, exactly, just and do what the yeah. fuck you want. Like who cares? I know, and and it's funny because I, I believe in karma for the mere fact that it helps me get through stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard too, where like I knew somebody that kind of got offered to they got offered less money than a white comic. And that really bothered me. Yeah. And I was like, but that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. You know, like you just have to think like something else great will happen. Forget about it. It <laughs> sucks, but that's on them. You know, yeah. you had nothing to do with that. Your skin color is your skin color no matter what. And yeah. And you can't control it. And it that. sucks that they're going to treat you this way. But you have to think of it as like, hopefully, not hopefully, but it might come to bite them in the ass. Yeah. And they're, that's, that's, they're going to have to sleep at night knowing that they did that. You know, right. so right. so I yes. kind of take that away from yes. from a lot of things, especially in comedy too, where you know I've crushed at certain shows and I don't get booked again, and then the white comic that bombed gets booked yeah. more than me, and it's like I, whatever, and then I'm like whatever, and now I'm just gonna have to work harder, and that motivates me to work harder. So yeah. then I see it as kind of everything happens for a reason, because I'm like, oh, this actually motivates me to write more and make my set even better than it was even though it's fucking good like <laughs> even <laughs> yeah, though i had whatever. a great set exactly like so i think well, it's like not everyone's gonna like you could be the greatest comic in the world and mm -hmm. people will still not like you and it's like For there's sure. no it doesn't matter exactly it's just like i just you know i i think for the longest time, I had all these plans that I wanted to be this and that and that and here. Yeah. I wanted to be in New York and then I wanted to be here. And then I'm like, I just want to be happy now. 
Good for whatever. you. That's, that, honestly, that's I know that sounds so, like, it's like, I want to be happy. That's cliche, but it's not. It's so important to take care of yourself before. I never, I never prioritized happiness. I never prioritized myself. I was like, the priority was, you know, being successful or yep. like being in a relationship or like, you know, being this and that. It, it was never coming from like a happiness. Jewish or like a culture that's like praised on like success your accomplishments are everything yeah doctor lawyer that's everything in the jewish culture i was in a wedding this weekend i had to tell people like oh yeah like i'm unemployed i'm single i'm yeah i'm just figuring it out i'm just figuring <laughs> it out like, I'm at the are you real like, movie. Is, yeah. yeah and i was like i'm really happy like, yeah fuck you like i could have a job at apple or wherever the hell i want to next week i could you know be with people that i if, if i wanted to be it's i'm choosing to be this to be where I am right right now because right. this is what you I take need care of yourself. for me and it's like yeah so what I don't I don't care what anyone thinks of me I don't care and what do you think I think so for me. even like people who are listening do you think that you got to that point because you kind of went through all this bullshit like what's the one I know it sounds stupid but like there's one thing that I can tell you too like there's one thing that changed me and kind of just changed me in the sense of like kind of helped me with my depression and stuff like that I, I told this on a previous podcast but basically what happened was I was in the hospital and I was cutting myself and stuff like that. Not in the hospital, but before that. And I attempted suicide and I went in and this one dude looked at me and he was like, I'm just going to let you know, like, there's going to be a point where you cut yourself and like, it's going to hurt. And that really, wow, I like really got to me and I was like, okay, Whew. there's a certain point where like, I have to get to myself and I'm like, you're, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. You're not numb. Yeah. Like you're a person too. Like everybody else in this world. It's is. so interesting that your body puts up a fight even when your mind doesn't. Like mm -hmm. I, there were so many times where I tried to, I planned so many different ways to kill myself. I only went through, uh, I tried to, to strangle myself with mm -hmm. a laptop cord. Uh, um, didn't work. And it didn't work because I didn't want it to work, you know, because mm. I didn't do it hard enough um and i didn't want to do it hard enough because i still had like some like will to live in there right um and i think for me the thing that helped for the longest time was like yeah. helping other people like for okay. a while it was my brother and then i you know did this whole mental health campaign in college where i had other people share their stories and like people were writing to me saying how it was helping them and i was like and it was so weird when other people were going through it I was like oh my god how could you think this of yourself you were me but then it's and like I couldn't you... do that to myself mm -hmm. so it's like I sometimes have to take myself out of my own like narrative of like oh everything feels so horrible for you but actually there's just a, this whole other world <laughs> of yeah. stuff happening and where other people are actually going through the same thing um, and also you know climate change and all this other shit so it's like you just <laughs> it's it's just yeah like yeah. you have to like zero, zoom out and you're like okay like this is still bad. Like, my mind sucks for me, but, like, there's a lot more I can do to be beneficial. And, like, you know, right. being, like, I, I'm the big brothers, big sisters thing and just, like, talking to kids or just mm. talking to other people. It's just, like, you, like, realize your worth is more than just the grades or your career or, like, how good of a set you have. It's, mm -hmm. like, you've actually helped other people with their lives. Yeah, there's nothing better so than much more meaningful. having a good set and being happy. Do you know how many sets I've had that are good that I've cried afterwards <laughs> just because I'm also depressed? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Like, nothing people are like, doesn't that feel happy. good? And I'm like, no, but I'm depressed right now, so I'm going to go cry. Yeah. I don't give a shit that you laughed. Good for you. But yeah. then they're like, no, you should care about yourself. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you should actually give a shit about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I am a person um so okay that's great and so we're wrapping up with time yeah. but um where can people find you also you want to talk about for a brief second like what you do with that uh like gender equal rights campaign oh and yeah stuff like that. I, I worked on this this was through my job i worked on this like uh gender equality campaign for melinda gates which was really cool got to like write for yeah. all these like 
awesome comedians. Sarah like, Silverman. Yeah, and John Mulaney. Yeah. And, like, it was Maya Rudolph and Ilana and Abby. It was, it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, and it was awesome. <laughs> but I did. I left. <laughs> so yeah. I could do right for myself. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, that was cool. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, people can find me on uh, – I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter. I'd say megandirty.com spelled yeah. <laughs> out. And then just megandirty on Twitter. Um follow me there and your podcast right oh yeah oh yeah. my god you also have a podcast that. i also Speaking have a podcast too much, okay. <laughs> yeah called ronnie rage radio where it's a discourse and discomfort uh where we talk yeah. about the things that people don't really want us to talk about like mental health and mm-hmm. sex and periods and uh all of that stuff so you guys should definitely let's give it a listen if you're interested yeah, yeah great okay so don't forget to like rate review subscribe doing time podcast every platform thank you for watching doing time